0: Hello there folks and welcome to the Creative Pod podcast. I believe that every single person is creative in their own way and every single episode in this podcast is aimed at helping you find your creative side. So listen on and join in for the fun with the Creative Pod podcast. Hey guys, before I begin today's topic, I want to let you know a little something about Hubhopper Studio. You know, this podcast is hosted on Hubhopper Studio, that is H-U-P-H-O-P-P-E-R studio.com. It is India's leading hosting and distribution platform for many podcasts. The platform is absolutely free and it helps me reach out to the right Indian audience by not only getting it on audio streaming platforms such as Spotify and Google Podcasts, but even on Indian platforms such as Ghana, Wink Music and many more. Hello there folks, welcome to The Creative Pod. Today's episode is all about storytelling and in my view, it's a very simple art form. And believe it or not, every single day, we are actually living through a story story that we conjure up, story that others are creating, stories that have been created many many years into the past and stories that will shape us into the future. If you don't believe me, think about your annual review. What is that at the end of the day? Is that not a story? Well. Let's not get into the morality of whether we are telling the whole truth or we are bluffing. I'm not getting to that. But I'm trying to get to the very fundamental aspects of storytelling. Every single day, we live out a story of our life. Who is the protagonist here? Obviously you. You are the protagonist of your own life, of the story of your life. After you pass on, people will talk about you like they talk about heroes and legends. He did this, she did that. He or she was like this, the ideals they lived by. Now, on that sense, what are the fundamental aspects of story? Have you ever thought of that? If you do a quick Google search, you'll come across many different um, you know search results saying, the seven aspects of storytelling three fundamental aspects of storytelling five key points of storytelling i mean there are (laughs) looks like no one is able to decide let's just how many points are there to create a story let me break it down you don't have to worry about how many aspects are there to storytelling you just need to understand the very basic root of what makes a story well to begin with you have to have something to say, even something like, I'm going to make tea, is a mini story by itself, isn't it, you're going to make tea, but around that, there's a lot of context missing, and when you start filling in that context, your story grows, who said that a story has to be 100 pages long, 10 pages long, 100 words, 500 words, no, story is a narration of something actionable something is happening and you're basically narrating what's happening you're observing what's happening you're observing story in motion so let's leave away the you know generally accepted notions of story and look at it in a little more broad manner broaden your horizon think out of the box about what story is all about now I will tell you one story, and this goes back into ancient India. This story originates from the southern part of the country, and it's quite legendary. Now, again, if you do a Google search, you might come across you know, magnanimous volumes of you know, the characters in the story, or the different variations of the story itself, because the story was written in an ancient dialect and it has been translated many times over so obviously when you translate you know details get misrepresented or missed or whatever but the essence of the story still remains right the story does not essentially change it still remains the same thing you still know the characters you know what they did why it happened, what happened and ultimately what is the result the closure of the story for any story you have to have certain people playing certain characters. You have to have some sort of a plot. Something that is happening. But above all, you have to have the element of relatability. If you can't relate to your characters, what they are going through, the story will just fall flat. Because no one will really understand or even care to you know, listen or read or even view uh, anything for more than a few seconds. Think about it even the most high-fi you know, science fiction futuristic movie or novel will still have basic human characteristics built into it that basically forms and shapes the story and gives it direction if you see the matrix you have a protagonist who is scared and confused but then eventually he realizes the truth and he gets on to doing certain actions which drives the story forward same thing happens with Isaac Asimov's The Foundation series it's a very futuristic novel it is out of this world quite literally it spans galaxies and timelines into millennia but at the end of the day what does it come down to a bunch of humans driven by emotions and if we would not be able to relate to that The book is just going to fall flat on its face so i think the biggest aspect of any story is being relatable having characters whom you can identify with whom you can feel for whom you can actually feel through the mind's eye you can actually see them beyond that what else does a story have it has action even the most boring story in the world will have something going for it something is happening in that. so what is that? what is happening there? we would call that a plot we have a character who is emoting who is displaying emotions in relation to in reaction to something that's happening around him or her and at the end of the day what is that character do or what happens to that character as a result of whatever is happening around him or her and finally what is the end result where does it all end what happens to the characters the places what happens to the chain of events that were happening those are the few aspects of a story that i think if we keep in mind we can make beautiful epics even the great Ramayana, for that matter, it has characters that we can totally relate to. They start out as kings, but the plot thickens and they are banished to the jungle. And then they go through hardships that any of us can. And in many ways, even the story of Ramayana and Mahabharata is quite metaphorical. We can experience those, you know, many little story points, the plots, happening in our own lives in one way or the other directly or indirectly and yet those things in our our own lives is what makes these great epics so relatable Now on that vein, I would like to tell you a small little story this story is quite legendary actually its characters are worshipped today in temples And it originates in the southern part of India. I hope you are enjoying the episode. I just wanted to take a brief moment to say that we are open to feature your business or podcast on our channel. If you are interested, please drop a line on Facebook or Instagram to talk details. And now, let's continue with the episode. Where Kovalan and Kanagi get married, in the city of Pohar, which was part of the Chola kingdom. One fine day, they both go to see Bharatnatyam dance, a performance done by one of the very famous dancers called Madhavi. As it happens, Kovalan is smitten by the beauty and the dancing of Madhavi and he falls for her and moves in with her. It gets so bad that he spends his entire fortune on Madhavi and neglects his wife, while on the other hand, Kanagi, being an ideal wife, she waits for him and believes that Kovalan will return to her. And that happens. Kovalan realizes his mistake. He's broke, his business is out, and he returns to Kanagi. Eventually, Kanagi forgives him. The society does not forgive Kovalan because he broke the rules of society. He left his wife and he moved in with a dancer girl. So, in the eyes of the society, Kovalan was still at fault. Anyhow, Kovalan and Kanagi decide to leave Pohar and go somewhere far off and start life anew, afresh, a clean new slate. So they move over to Madurai, another city in the southern part of our country. Over there, to start life afresh and to start a new business, they very need for capital. For which Kanagi offers one of her anklets, a solid gold anklet that was filled with gems and rubies she gives one of it to him and insists that she sell it to get some money in in return and start a new business. Around the same time, the queen of Madurai, she had a similar anklet which was lost. And Kovalan, when he was out in the market trying to sell that, one of the goldsmiths realized that the anklet that Covalen has got and the anklet that the queen had lost are very similar. Now for everyone's knowledge, the queen's anklet although similar had one very big difference. The difference was, the queen's anklet were filled with little pearls, whereas the anklet that Covalen was having was filled with gems. That was a big difference, but unfortunately, it is not immediately visible you'll have to break the anklet to actually see the difference but on the face of it, they both were very same very similar on the face of it, they both were very similar so the goldsmith gets greedy and he realizes that if he gets Kovalin caught the king will reward him so that's what happens he gets Kovalin arrested and the king out of sheer anger beheads him and this way Kovalin loses his life and that too on false allegation. When Kanegi gets to know of what transpired she's furious and she goes to the king's court and raises her voice against this atrocity that has been done against her husband and as proof she shows the other anklet that she had with her, breaks it open, And shows that gems filled the anklet that Kanagi had. Whereas everyone knew the queen's anklet had pearls in them. Realising this big blunder that the king and queen had done. Because of which Kovalin, an innocent man, was killed. And Kanagi, his young wife, had been made a widow. The shame of What they had done, the blood of innocent man, was too much for the king and queen and they both died of this shame. But Kanagi was furious. He was still very angry and she cursed Madurai to burn down completely. And that happened too. All said and done, Kanagi goes away to a different part of the country called Chera. And as legend has it the gods and goddesses come over to her and take her away into heaven. And when the king of Chera realizes that Kanagi had been here and when he gets to know the story of Kanagi he creates a temple on her name and to this day even in today, 2020 the temple exists in the southern part of our country and Kanagi is worshipped in the name of Patani Devi. Now, just think about this amazing story. It's a very short story that I've told you, but it still has got all the you know important aspects of storytelling. There are characters that we can relate with, Kanagi and Kovalan. There is a plot. There is some action happening, wherein Kovalan falls into the wrong hands or the, or the wrong side of things, ruins himself but then comes back starts life afresh and then again lands up into trouble which eventually destroys him but then he is avenged and at the end of the day the story has a rather legendary ending where Kanagi is taken into the heavens and here on earth a temple is made in her honour which stands to this day in such a short story We have got to know and we have got to be able to relate with two important characters. How many of us have been in that situation where we have taken the wrong path and realized just how badly mistaken we were, but not until it was a little too late? It's not necessary that everyone would have married and then done cheating or anything like that, but take it metaphorically. Maybe, in school, we were in the company of wrong friends and probably took a unit test or two where we did really badly to realize that maybe I should not be in that company. A lot of things happens in life, but how do we relate to that story is what is important. And therein lies the essence. How do you make the story relatable? I would like to thank Aradna from Namaskar India And asked me to do a voiceover for her podcast she is a history buff a fellow podcaster and delves into the nitty-gritties of indian history it is an amazing podcast it's one of those podcasts where you would love to know more about your country without getting into the unnecessary details of politics or religion or anything and she does a lot of research to come up with all these facts and it's quite interesting i would encourage all of you to look forward to her episode. We will both be releasing our episodes together. And this story that I have uh, narrated for all of you will be there in her podcast as well, but in Hindi. Thank you so much, Aradnav, for this opportunity. And folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, it really triggered something in me that you know I always was very fascinated by as a child. And I'm glad that I could bring that out in this episode. And collaborate with another great podcaster. So, thanks everyone. Have a good day. And with that, we come to an end, folks. Keep on listening and get creative one episode at a time. Let me leave you guys with a little thought. You know what limits imagination? Well, it is you yourself. You just need to try a little harder and I hope this podcast helps you explore your creativity and see what more you can do. Please go ahead and engage with us. I would love to hear from you. We are available on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Photolog, patreon and imdb so go ahead and reach out share your thoughts and your creativity and let me know what more topics you would like us to cover on the creative pod the creative pod podcast signing off